Hello, Helen. Hello, Jenny. Gosh, what a wondrous occasion we've reached. One year of Veronica Mars investigations. Happy birthday to us. Thank you. Uh, what a year it's been. What a fine time to launch a podcast, right? When Veronica Mars' beloved series rebooted for a season that everyone seems to really hate. I liked it. I'm looking forward to us recapping it, but it was good to launch on a tide of bad will towards the whole thing <laughs> and uh, for us to launch with a pilot that drove most of our core listenership away forever. Farewell. But I'm glad that we persisted because look at us now. Uh, look at us now. Did we really scare away uh, <laughs> the core of the Veronica Mars viewership? The diehards? Or maybe five, but just five who are angry enough for a legion. <laughs> Very loud five. Yeah. Well, the people who are left, that means you, listener, <laughs> are the ones who rock. Not a lot of people would know listening to this podcast, but before we started the podcast, we had only met twice. Isn't that freaking wild? Isn't it freaking wild? freaking wild. Not to try to copy you or anything, but we're very much in sync and thinking it's freaking wild. Ha! You know, there I was in Seattle at my first podcast convention, uh, trying to fit in. And uh, our mutual friend, Sheriff of the Pod, Rishi K. Shirway, had a cookie party in his hotel room, which is the rishiest thing I could possibly think of. And not just any cookie party, Tim Tam Slams, which Australians will be familiar with. And Oh, true. It's a slightly harrowing thing to do with a cookie and a hot drink in that one will disintegrate into the other with fecal visual effects. Ah. Uh. Helen. What an unpropitious yeah. way for us to begin. And also, I remember during that cookie party, you looked rather dubious of me. And rightly. What? I think you, your face just expressed, is this person shitting me? Because of your uh, hostmanship, your your uh, supreme delivery of tea unto any who would have want of tea. I am very good in a late night hotel situation at getting a tolerable cup of tea out of a coffee maker i'm useful to have around in that way you did a great job you had a vast selection of teas ready to rock and roll yes i do you got somebody to get a t their coffee maker from their hotel room so then we were running two <laughs> coffee making tea machines at once it was it was a real pro operation well you remember when people used to hang out in rooms together right I distantly recall that being a thing. But I, I think you were trying to figure out whether I was good or evil. And that's probably a lifelong calculation. No way. I knew you were good. I'm no, just that's shy. Good. Okay. Oh, I thought you were just onto my bullshit. No, that came later. And <laughs> I, your bullshit is my favorite Aww. of all the bullshit. Aww. Uh, yeah. What an accolade. Uh, also, my Tim Tam disintegrated Ugh. in such a way like probably the messiest most embarrassing way that it could have that's the only way it does that that was our meat cute and who could have predicted then as you tried to salvage some cookie out of some tea that just a few months later you would be enmeshed in a tv recap podcast yes uh our lives suddenly and inextricably intertwined. <laughs> you, me, Neptune, three strands being braided together uh, in an infinity loop shaped <laughs> braid thing. Put them in the merch store. 
<laughs> to celebrate the first birthday of the show. And also we, we must be just over halfway in the task of getting through Veronica Mars. Good gravy. Task, exercise, duty, calling. Hurdle. Herculean trial. We're past the halfway point anyway. So to celebrate, I've cobbled together some outtakes from the last year, most of which seem to be about animals. I like what I like. <laughs> and I like to cut that out and save it. Yeah. Helen's been keeping a, a careful little pile of all my scraps. Aww. Honestly, this very special episode has everything. It's got bears from the country. It's got owls in the city. Uh, it's got a, a continent roaming horse. Good Lord. Multiple dogs named Frank. The whole thing. Uh, it also has brief appearances by Low Dots out of the lowdown and Joanna Robinson, special guest from season one, episode 18, Weapons of Mass Destruction. Hell yeah. So shall we clipify? Let us clipify. We, your humble hosts, submit <laughs> for your consideration, as we like to say here in Los Angeles, uh, some stuff that we recorded that you haven't heard because Helen edited it out. <laughs> Ta-da! You told me like yesterday that Kristen Bell also has a dog named Frank. How about that shit? Yeah, how do you feel about it? Uh I think it was already named Frank when she obtained the dog because she went to a puppy cafe and she and her kid fell in love with Frank the dog and kept him. Is that a bit like stealing the cups from a cafe? Or yeah, it's like uh have you ever seen the episode of like 30 Rock where Tina Fey is dating John Hamm? Mm. And they go into a restaurant and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get like the the croque madame and a sarsaparilla. And <laughs> Tina, I don't remember what he actually wants to order, but she's like, that's not on the menu. You can't order that. And he's like, no, 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 I can totally. And he orders it and they like run out to like assemble the thing because he's so hot. They can't say no. Kind of makes me think <laughs> that's what this makes me think of. Like somebody walking into a store and being like, I am famous and I want that thing. That maybe isn't for sale. Just um, make it happen. And this is what I've become accustomed to. Uh, the world is my oyster. Yep. I shall not want. <laughs> Collecting dogs wherever you go. What if you're walking in the same dog park as Kristen Bell and her Frank? And she's like, I want that Frank. And then you're powerless to say no because uh, she's an A-list celebrity. Uh, she can try to take my Frank. <laughs> she can fucking try. She's welcome to try. Wouldn't tangle with Jenny Owen. I would really just have to stick my hand out. Uh, against her forehead. Yeah, you do have the advantage of height and reach. Because she's so small, she would not be able to reach me. Have you ever been to an animal cafe of any kind? I have not. Have you? I have been to an owl cafe in Japan, but what? I wouldn't have chosen it. I was with some friends and their kids, and their kids saw it, and they were like, oh, go, 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 go. And it was amazing to be close to so many incredible owls, but... They're in a windowless room. Oh, no. Chained to little branches. And so it's very depressing. I felt very bad okay, for them. I hate that. I also... Birds, man. I took one, of course. Of course you took one. You're Helen Zaltzman. Yeah. Famous podcaster. Give me that fucking owl. <laughs> birds, me in the eye. they've got... <laughs> you can't trust them, man. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to commit to being in a, an enclosed space with them? They've got scaly little feet. Claws. 
hollow little bones, beady little eyes, no way to know where their allegiances lie or what their true motives are. They're just, they're unknowable. And thus, best kept at a distance. Owls can kill dogs. They could probably take on a human if they were feeling frisky. Dude. Or if they had a lot of pent up fury as a result of being in this dark room. And then with the cat and puppy cafes, just feel like that's animal courtesans. <laughs> True. Um, thinking about owls being able to kill dogs, first of all, fuck that. Second of all, just made me think of the famous uh, American murder case, oh, wh- yeah. which also the first episode of Criminal yes. is about. And the documentary The Staircase. Mm-hmm. All about, well, one of, one of the theories of how this woman died is that an owl attacked her head and and caused her to fall down the stairs and uh die um so i guess it's possible that they can take out humans under the right circumstances maybe allegedly i'm not gonna test it let's not my in my favorite show and yours helen uh xena warrior princess uh xena's horse argo is repeatedly like uh gender flipped Depending on who is writing the script of this week's episode, Argo goes back and forth between he and she for a while, for like three seasons. I'm not an expert on equine anatomy, but... It seems relatively simple. <laughs> a horse's silhouette can often be fairly simply deduced uh, as to the horse sex. Although no one asked Argo how Argo identifies, so... That's also true. <sighs> but anyway, I don't know whether there are any physical clues to Argo, but um, was there any reason for the horse to be any particular gender? Is there ever? I mean, I think the horse that that, that uh, worked on the show was mm. uh, female. And so I think people who were like maybe more tapped into like more regular writers would correctly uh, refer to her as she in the script. But what's weird is that like Lucy Lawless and Renee O'Connor, like the stars of the show, like nobody ever brought it up. The producers of the show, like nobody ever corrected it and made it one thing. Maybe Argo is gender fluid. Maybe. Maybe I should have been thinking of that. Maybe if they were raised speaking languages which have no gendered pronouns. Uh, uh, I've got some friends whose first language had no gendered pronouns. And so now when they're speaking English, which does, they're like, I use them interchangeably because they essentially mean nothing to me. Wow, cool. Lucy Lawless did grow up in New Zealand, although at the time Maori was still an oppressed language, so she probably wasn't raised with that as her first language. But... Wow, Helen. Just saying, you know, if you're trying to make a backstory for it, could it be that whatever language they speak in Xenoland before they learned English would have no gendered pronouns? I love that. Especially for horses. Sold! So... Here's a sad tale. Here we go. When I was four, in my first year at school, there was the school hamster, and it was my turn to take it home for (gasps) the holidays, and um, it escaped its cage and threw itself down our stairs and hid under a (gasps) cupboard and eventually died. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, Helen. Helen, that sucks. I was not prosecuted. (laughs) <laughs> oh, thank God. But R.I.P. Snoozy. Snoozy. I actually have a similar hamster tale, but it was my hamster, and I let my little p- cousin play with it, and he squeezed it basically until it had internal bleeding when it would not give it, he would not Whoa! give it back to us. Squeeze no! it and threw it across the room. Whoa! 
It lived for like two days. Did it sue him? I wish I could sue him. He was only two at the time. Intent. Intent is all, isn't it? We've gone down a dark road. (laughs) I'm going to have to bring a lawsuit against the lowdown for intentionally inflicting emotional distress upon me. It was negligent. Negligent at best infliction. (laughs) It It was very upsetting to me, Mr. Shim. He was buried in a van shoebox in our backyard. At least Snoozy chose his own dispatch. (laughs) Chose his (laughs) fate. Duped. Or as we would say in Britain, duped. But I'm trying to translate because, you know, American show. Duped. How am I doing? Duped. Duped. (laughs) You don't have to say it. Well. You can say duped. I want to learn your ways, Helen. Don't. don't. It's not not the better way. (laughs) I'm just saying, in case people like dupe, is she talking about the uh, mid-90s one-hit wonder? There was a song called Dupe by a band called Dupe, but spelled dupe. And it was like a song. Spelled how? Like D-O-O-P. And it was like a kind of Charleston-y number, but in 90s kind of uh, techno style. Fascinating. Oh, thank you and for the clarifying. Only, the only lyric was the word dupe <gasps> over and over again. Like doop, doop, a doop, 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 Wow, this sounds like a nightmare of a song. Yeah, you would, uh, you'd not, it would be the kind of thing where if you were in like, the waiting room of hell, it would be playing on a loop. Got it, okay. What's in a snickerdoodle? We don't have those in Britain. It's like a sugar cookie Ugh. that's like rolled in cinnamon and sugar and Jenny, if you have these, you, you uh, what else uh, is in them? That sounds right. Don't waste my time. <laughs> and also, it's such an amazing name that you think there should be like yeah. Snickers in them. No. Mm. <sighs> no. It's like when I discovered that the English people make Rice Krispie treats with Mars bars instead of just marshmallows. Yep. You're welcome. What? Yeah. They melt candy bars to make their Rice Krispie treats. I'd never seen anything like it. It was like the best thing ever. Yeah, we don't fuck around. We're going to die properly. <laughs> and hitting an off party at Chuck E. Cheese, I'm Helen Zaltzman. I want everybody to know that Helen chose that line just thinking about cheese and um, yeah. not thinking about any other implications no what have i missed is it a notorious pickup spot it's um definitely a place you don't go without children i guess that'll be why i haven't adults been. don't go there <laughs> is it like the bar in gremlins but instead of gremlins it's children it's like okay imagine a cornucopia of germs Ooh. Lovely. And cheese mm. and a ball pit. Do you have ball pits in the UK? Unfortunately, so. Now I'm imagining okay, a, a, like a fon- a giant fondue full of plastic balls. It's bad. Please don't. It's, it's, it's very not bad. Quite that bad. It's a Swiss nightmare. Uh, there's a guy. There's a, this mouse. There's this big mouse who loves pizza. His name is Chuck E. Cheese, and he welcomes you into uh, his Charles Edward Cheese. Yes, Charles Edward Cheese welcomes you into his fine pizza dining establishment. It's a pizza place. It's a pizza place where kids go to no. have pizza parties, jump in the ball pit, play. I don't know whack a mole. Probably. I have never been to a Chuck E. Cheese proper. But I have been to Showbiz Pizza Place, which is sort of, I think they were competitors for a while. Then Chuck E. Cheese Pizza Time Theater declared Chapter 11 bankruptcy in 1984, was purchased by Showbiz. (gasps) And then I think Showbiz kind of like rolled over into the Chuck E. Cheese brand. I don't think there are Showbizes anymore. So 
Charles Edward Cheese had to give up his estate. Exactly. And showbiz was sort of like a similar deal. That's like where I went when I was a kid. I have like horrifying memories. It's like a kind of like a rundown Disney ride kind of joint. It's like the same deal, like pizza and then sort of like dinner theater performed by animatronic Mm-hmm. animal puppet I'm out. things. I'm out. Yeah. But like in the 80s. So <laughs> like you can imagine how much it might feel like you're about to get like axe murdered or something just Great. based on the jerkiness of the joints and like the maniacal look in all of the animatronic mice uh, eyes, you know? So it's like a kind of Westworld for kids. Oh my God. Yeah. With four kids with pizza and and like, you know, very early days of Westworld before things were like nice and refined. Like a a kiddie pool full of liquid cheese. This is all I can picture. I don't like it. Don't make me go there, Jenny. I urge you to stop (laughs) thinking about a kiddie pool full of cheese. Now I'm imagining like an Ibiza foam party, but with fondue. It's getting worse, Jenny. The mental pictures are just getting no, no, worse. No, 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 Helen. Can I just do one thing for you? <laughs> oh no, you've already done so um, much, Jenny. I'm gonna send you a picture of sort of like so. Chuck E. Cheese is Charles Edward Cheese is the face of Chuck E. Cheese, right? Yeah. And then I want you to see this guy, who is the face of Showbiz pizza oh <laughs> no <laughs> what do you think about this what do you think about no the deal. face of showbiz pizza <laughs> it's telling me to go somewhere else it's telling me to run this bear is telling me to hide okay i i just felt that we couldn't possibly continue without you having more uh more context mm. for animatronic animal pizza restaurants this has really put dairy into perspective for me <laughs> Just to pause here, Jenny, would you mind yes. describing the face of showbiz pizza? Paint a picture with words. Oh, yeah. Snap a verbal photograph. Imagine you're a child. Mm-hmm. Back in your childhood bedroom, the blankets pulled up to your chin. It's late. Your nightlight is casting long shadows every which way, you know. You have a feeling that you can't shake. It's like quiet in the back of your mind, like a little news ticker running across the bottom of the screen of your brain, but it's getting louder Mm -hmm. and louder. Mm -hmm. You know there's something underneath your bed. You know it's there. I don't want to see it. Two giant bloodshot (laughs) eyes. Set above a cartoon bear snout. Why? Beneath which yawns a gaping maw Ah. containing but one tooth. The more it does gape. This bear's wearing overalls and it's coming for your blood, Helen. (laughs) It is a terrifying, it has a horrifying visage. I can't believe they made... This animatronic bear for children. It's so scary to look upon. It's like a normal looking mascot died and was buried in pet cemetery and then came back to life, <laughs> but changed. Oh, a hundred. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it's like, Helen. <laughs> I learned after 
we taped this episode that Chuck E. Cheese's middle name is not, it's not Charles Edward Cheese. It's actually Charles Entertainment Cheese. Mm. Entertainment is his middle name. It's already kind of a coincidence that Cheese would be his surname and that would be such a big part of his (laughs) business. So I'm not buying entertainment. Okay, okay. I I guess it's probably his stage name. It'd be like if Elon Musk's middle name was Elon PayPal Musk or Elon Tesla Musk, which actually it could be. (laughs) I mean, it probably is now if it wasn't already. (laughs) Well, those were some outtakes, but coming up, we have something that I've been waiting to make you for, oh, since ever before I even had dial-up internet. Wow. It's the montage of us explaining outdated technologies. Yes, and the place that Justin is working is a video rental store. And for our younger listeners, this is like IRL Netflix. (laughs) Imagine every Netflix show was turned into a black cuboid. Yes. And put in a room. And instead of your watch list, you just went and like walked past all these black cubes and then selected one. And then you could take it home in return for money for like 48 hours. And you had to watch the thing you picked instead of, for example, flipping through recommended for use on Netflix for the duration of an amount of time in which you could have watched an entire movie. Right. Doesn't that sound wild and... What fun. Yeah. Probably going to come back in like vinyl shops. Anytime. Oh, yeah. Remember printing stuff out? Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. So for our younger listeners, printing something out. It was like when a cloud condenses into rain, but for words on a computer. And solid, not liquid. Yeah, okay, sorry. It's like when clouds condense into rain, and then the rain forms a sheet of ice with words on it. Better? So beautiful. (laughs) The poetry of Helen Zaltzman, everyone. You're so welcome. But Veronica takes advantage of John Smith driving a convertible car and steals a post-it note from it, displaying the same handwriting as in the letter. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. And kids, this might be like you get a text from an unknown number, but you match the emoji style to some other, <laughs> to a WhatsApp you got. <laughs> sure, yes, yes, this is correct. Kids, a postcard. It's like dumping someone by text, but there's a picture attached and it takes days to get there. And a postmark is like an IP address that tells you approximately (gasps) where the postcard was sent from. And she's filming with a camcorder. So kids, a camcorder, it was like (laughs) a phone that only did one thing, which was uh, uh, making videos, uh, but it would make the videos solid in the form of little tapes. Mm, yeah, you more picture this? Uh, plastic rectangles, like in right. the last episode. Yeah. But it, smaller. Imagine a cereal box made out of black uh, plastic. Of memories. Yes, shoved into your phone that only does one thing. Okay, now kids, <laughs> a phone book was like <laughs> Facebook, kind of, or LinkedIn. Yes. Everyone you know is in there, but only within a certain geographic region. It's like tinder in that it's regional you look them up by their name and it tells you their phone number and where they live what a terrible system 
And then Connor's phone rings in the flashback. And kids, uh, that was when your phone made a noise, like when the alarm goes off. But what the noise was telling you is that someone's calling you, which was like them sending <laughs> you a WhatsApp message, but with their mouths and live rather than recorded, if that makes right. sense. That makes some sense. Go to a museum and ask them about it. Dimebag's hotel room has got one of those fancy landline phones when they used to bother making those still. A Bang & Olufsen Biocom, which looks like a kind of curved bone, appropriately enough. Oh, uh, yeah. You can still get one for £624. Holy shit. <laughs> That's an expensive phone. If you want a prestige landline. Uh, kids, a landline was like a phone that forced you to speak to people. Blah. Yeah, yeah. And also was, was connected by a cord to something that was stationary. So you couldn't take it with you, you know, into the bathroom or wherever you take your phone. And kids, a telegram was like when you sent a text, but <laughs> on paper, and you spelled out punctuation rather than using no punctuation at all. Right. Wow. How about that? Yeah. Well done, Helen. Thank you. Kids, a club is like <laughs> Tinder, but everyone is all in the same room together, and there's like loud music. Like, inch, 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 inch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And instead of swiping on people, you might like buy someone a drink or try to start a conversation with them or dance up to them physically swipe them i <laughs> okay it was a more physically forward swipe time. them leaves too much to the like there's just too much possibility in that <laughs> phrase but i do love dancing up to people you would like you know saunter up to them doing your flashback hands in time to the music right right <laughs> and that's how babies are works made works every time helen <laughs> She wants Radio Shack goods. Radio Shack was a store <laughs> that used to exist. And radios <laughs> were like podcasts coming out of a brick. Unpassword protected Wi-Fi. Yeah, we learn his family has Wi-Fi because his dad works for Kane Software, so they get all the latest technology. And kids, there was a world before Wi-Fi. It was dreadful. Yeah, <laughs> many moons ago, when your children were babies, we had to get uh, the internet out of taps yeah yeah faucets. you would hook a Sorry. hose up to the the kitchen faucet yeah and just between run five it. o'clock and five fifteen. yeah every yeah, yeah, week yeah. and a, lo- a, lo- a loud noise would happen that was sort of like <laughs> as was really good thank you as the uh internet connection would flow from your kitchen faucet uh directly into your desktop computer which was plugged into the wall and then you could look at dragonslayer.com. Can I try to make a sound? Yes. I think it goes like this. Like that. No? <laughs> I was like, like sort of human theremin at one point. <laughs> loved Delete it. That. No, Delete I loved it. it. No, no, no. We're taking this show on the road, yeah. Joanna. Um, would we be remiss if we didn't say that kids and MP3 player was <laughs> like a phone without a phone or any yeah. apps? The, uh-huh. a, a, like a phone, but it only has the function of the Apple Music app, and that's it. Or it's like that record player that you bought at Urban Outfitters, but a lot smaller and you didn't need to put records on it. Yes. Tight. Kids, a fax is like an email made flesh. <laughs> oh my god, an email made flesh, truly.
Helen, listening back to this montage, I couldn't believe. I mean, education has always been my passion, <laughs> but I didn't realize we were building such a beautiful catalog to help young people understand the world that preceded them. They're not going to be taught in history class for ever such a long time, if ever. No. In Britain, there was a very long-running police-based soap opera drama called The Bill. And someone my husband knows did a kind of study on it because it was this document of the changing face of computers. So initially, like when you had a desk, there was no computer on it. If there was a computer, which there may well not have been, it was like taking up a whole room on its own. <laughs> and then there were desktops and then there were laptops and then there were like barely anything again. Wow. And now that I think the bill is cancelled, so... Ashes to ashes, dust the to dust. The circle of life in so many ways. <laughs> Thank you ever so much as well for the use of uh, your great song on that. Uh, also featured on Bojack Horseman. I can't believe a song I wrote has now been on two of my favorite shows, Bojack Horseman <laughs> and Veronica Mars Investigations. What an honor. Let's see where we can get it next. Have you still got contacts at Switched at Birth? <laughs> uh, surely... Switched at birth has long been done. Everything's getting rebooted. Oh my God. Well, I guess I can try. Please. Okay. Don't count yourself out. <laughs> but thank you also for joining us, sweet listener to the pod. Uh, yeah, we care about you. What a bunch of champs. Yeah, thanks for sticking around. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you for sticking around, Jenny. <gasps> thank you for sticking around, Helen. Aww. Well, where else would I go? <laughs> I don't know. You probably have better. There's probably better stuff you could do with your time, but I'm mm. glad that you, for some reason, continue to choose to spend it here with me. It's a great pleasure for me, Jenny. An honor and a pleasure. The pleasure's mine. Actually, let's agree to share the pleasure. Right. Yeah. How would you rate your first year of Veronica Mars out of five, Jenny? <gasps> 10 out of five. Wow. 10 out of five. Uh, Keith's a smugging. Oh, well, I'll give it 10 out of five. Cliffs getting out of handcuffs. Dude. For you. The best thing that's happened so far. <laughs> the best thing that's happened so far. Cliff handcuffed to that bed. Hell yeah. <laughs> that was some outtakes and shit of Veronica Mars investigations. Ta-da. The case remains open. <laughs> <laughs>